So, um, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talks with Cheese. I'm your host, Cheese, and my guest here with me is Rick Rivera. Rick, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. No problem. And man, Rick, it's been a long time coming since about doing this, you know, yeah. since like last August. But I want to say thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. So, um, Rick here, he's a former um, competitive boxer and nowadays is a boxing instructor at Body Shop Fitness here in Warsaw. And Rick has recently coached Moses Howard at the 2024 National Silver Gloves Competition. And I myself now have been taking Rick's boxing classes for a year now. And then it's been nothing but fun. I've learned a lot and I met a lot of people through it, all through Rivera Boxing. So uh, I wanted Rick on the podcast to share about his boxing career and his passion of coaching boxing. So yeah, Rick, I want to say once again, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me. So a little bit about my boxing experience. Um, geez, it all started back in 1976 when I watched the Rocky movie for the first time. I got the liking for it, um, but obviously never picked it up until I was 17. I, was, I think I was 10 years old then. Uh, I read a book on Sugar Ray Robinson when I was in high school, um, and that pushed me to really want to become a boxer. I just loved the Sugar Ray Robinson story. He's pound for pound the best fighter ever, um, arguably. But um, that's what got me uh, interested. Then I ran into some folks at the YMCA where there was a bag, whether it's YMCA or the Boys Club, I was always there. Didn't know what I was doing, um, but that's how I got the interest. And then uh, met some guys who ran into a coach in Fort Wayne, and uh, that's where I started competing out of Fort Wayne. Um, I competed since I was 17, and I had my last fight when I was uh, in the amateurs, um, 30 years old off and on. So I've had many rounds of sparring, many fights. Um, started uh, at a novice division because I was older. Um, 17 is actually old to start boxing. Um, went a novice division, um, and then I went right into the opens, and that's a pretty tough league. That's the um, open class. It's it's you know it can be an Olympian, it could be a USA team member usa boxing team member so it's it's high level um so i struggled the first couple years um and then won my first open tournament um and went on to nationals twice so in a nutshell that's my career but there's been times where i took years off and then decided to make a comeback and but in in that time i always trained i love training that's that's the love of boxing um if you fall in love with boxing it's the training um so i love training staying in shape and that's how I started coaching. Um, and next came the coaching. Uh, so I can tell you a little bit of my, my coaching if you're ready for that. Yeah. Okay, so back, um, like I said, always training. I had, I started what was called a white-collar boxing. Back then, most coaches would only train boxers. But I, I had so much interest, people coming to me wanting to train and tr intrigued about boxing. They want to train like a boxer, but not compete, not actually spar or get hit. Um, not very many people want to do that. So I started training some professionals uh, at work and then lawyers, um, just people who wanted a different workout. Um, and women, most coaches and gyms didn't have women back then. I was probably one of the first coaches in the state of Indiana, you know, um, to start training women back in as early as um, the mid-90s. So um, started training girls. I'm a girl dad, so I love seeing uh, women do well and, and uh, compete in a man's sport. So uh, just through the years, and then every now and then you get a kid or a 
young man who wants to compete. So aside from training, you know, just a regular person who just wants to get in shape, I, I've started, you know, training and developing some boxers along the way too, um, both male and female. Um, Moses being the current one right now, Moses Howard. So, yeah, I mean, that was awesome what you all had to say. But um, I really want to ask, going back to, you know, your early days, um, when you went, when you said you went to Nationals two times, did you actually win it all, or how was that experience? Yeah, so um, the Nationals, it's the top, I think there's, uh, how many regions, 24, so it's the top 24 uh, in the United States. Um, and I lost in the prelims every both years so it's it's first year um probably didn't have my head on straight so you know didn't think i belong maybe but then i found out quickly it's like yeah i belong here i worked hard to get here um these guys aren't any better than i am so the next year i went in there thinking i'm gonna win the whole thing and just ran into uh some speed demon who outpointed me i'm not used to fighting uh, boxing kids that were that fast at that time um so he just outpointed me but it was a good match and uh i can say i fought miami nationals in 1990 so that was pretty cool uh the experience so um we had a team of uh i met a lot of good friends there so my friends turned pro uh, as soon as we got back from the nationals so i followed their career a little bit and that's how i met muhammad ali he asked me about that um, so that was cool, uh, but a great experience and gave me, um, I think, uh, more confidence as a coach to be able to experience that level. Like, how was it meeting Muhammad Ali? Yeah, so you're starstruck. Um, I met him in South Bend. My my uh, boxing teammate turned professional, so Ali was there to watch the main event, which was Harold Brazier and I want to say Mickey Ward. I don't know. It's some big name, but he was there to watch the main event, and my buddy happened to be fighting too. So we're all at ringside there and, you know, got to meet him and take a picture. And I actually was wearing this cool. I was, uh, was wearing uh, – because we have just got back from national, so I had a Miami national golden gloves or something on. And so he actually pulled me back and wanted to talk to me a little bit more, so that was cool, and asked me about – what what that was all about and i told him yeah champ i just came back from a tournament <laughs> no big deal. yeah yeah so it was cool and i met um other greats um archie moore and uh george foreman um they were in hammond indiana another teammate of mine was turning pro and uh, my coach picked me up on the way he didn't even tell me that george foreman was on the card or i would have took it taken a camera or an autograph or glove to get some autographs, but we met him in the dressing room and uh, turned around and there's Archie Moore, who's a f- legend, and then George Foreman and George is just the coolest dude too. That's great because like you know they're so they're such icon figures, right? But at the end of the day, they're all human like yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. I was in the same dressing room doing the same thing, right? Where Archie was coaching uh, uh, George Foreman and I was helping my coach coach a former teammate. It's just crazy when you get into an activity, right, like boxing, just really when you really dig deep into that, it's really a small world when you think about it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, And then now, I mean, just now with social media, you see all the coaches and, um, you know, you talk to some of the coaches and some of the former fighters are all coaches now. It's it's pretty cool to see um, the advancement of boxing and it's still strong. It's pretty much a whole different world if you think about it. Yeah, yeah. 
And I want to ask, like, when you were, like, you know, training for your fights or just training in general back in your um, prime or career days. Yeah. Um, what was the workouts like? Were, were the workouts like they are right now, like you teach us in boxing class? Or how does it go? Yeah, pretty much. That's what I tell people um, when you come to one of my classes. You can go to any gym in the United States or in the world. I've been in Ireland before and walked in a gym. So the things I teach, you're going to another coach is going to teach you, right? The basics pretty much, um, how to throw proper punches and your stance and a couple slips and moves. But I train folks like I do my competitive boxer. So you're, you yourself, you're the things you're doing is what I teach Moses and you see that. So, and Moses competes, but some of the things that the thing I love about boxing is all basic stuff, core strength, being light on your feet. So you jump rope being, uh, having good cardio. So you're, jogging uh you run a lot so i was addicted to running that was actually the funnest part of my workouts so if i had a a day when i was training and it was a lighter boxing day i just made it a longer harder running day um so running and then uh, you know just your push-ups sit-ups and bag work pretty much is it uh some medicine ball so it's it's uh basic basic workouts but important workouts you know, um, I know we take you through like a hundred jabs and a hundred one twos, but hundred one fours. Yeah. So those are all, it's gotta be muscle memory. So you gotta do your whole, you go to a world champion and they're still going to work on that jab, right? Cause the easiest, um, but, uh, most used punch, but they're always working on it. So it's like shooting free throws in basketball, right? You're always working on it. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy that, um, after like the first rock workouts I ever did of of yours, right, which was like last year, like I said, and shout out to Renate Salinas, big time for like um, introduced me to your classes. Oh, nice. Because before I I knew about Rivera Voxen throughout like you know before last year, but I thought you had to be like a competitive fighter. I didn't know oh. it was like anyone can come type of deal. Yeah. So, anyways, when I um, started to go to your workouts after like the first week or two i have like a new set of respect for like the ufc fighters for the professional boxers i heck for the amateur boxers because the training is not easy yeah yeah you're right and that's what i love about it. it just pushes you you know i've had other athletes too come to me for you know soccer players both um um a lot of my daughter's teammates whether it's soccer or basketball uh i train them like boxers just because you're working your core and it just builds confidence um not because you can beat up people but because you work so hard and it's like uh there's not very many workouts that's going to push you like boxing does so that that alone gives you some confidence yeah because they can take that same mentality and take it to their own respective sport absolutely yeah so you know i had another one of my great stories of of watching that happen is jennifer walker crawford um, she played for Warsaw uh, in 2013, so I had an opportunity to train her like a boxer, and she just became beast mode. So the confidence level, the strength level, helped her in her boxing, or the boxing helped her with her basketball career, and um, gave her an opportunity to play college basketball too. Not saying that's what got her there; she would have got there anyway. Right. But boxing sure helped. Yeah, it's more common what you think, Rick, because, like, I'm hearing on social media that, you know, players like Anthony Davis, like, they put boxing in their worker routine in the offseason, and look, what, look at him. Yeah. He's still an all-star. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, I've had basketball players. Actually, basketball team. Chad Patrick had me come 
uh, work one season with his basketball players. Fair Valley, my yeah. alma mater. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we did a lot of jump roping, a lot of medicine ball work. Just tried to give him um, some core strength. We did a, a lot of planks, um, just an extra different type of conditioning. I thought it was cool. Uh, I did it for my daughter's basketball team, too, um, one season. So just training core strength. Every every sport needs it, right? And And boxing can give you that. Yeah, it's awesome how, like, you know, doing boxing workouts or in general can help you make you a better athlete in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I've had an opportunity to work with a lot of great athletes. And then let's talk about Renee, like Selena's, right? How was it coaching him? Because, you know, he helps you sometimes, you know, throughout the workouts and stuff like that. Yeah, Renee's uh, a great story. Um, I got him when he was a teenager, 16, 17, um, and he just came – I've been doing the workouts forever. Like I said, seven, I'm 57 years old, so I started when I was 17, whether I was coaching or competing. Um, it's been a long time. So along the way, there's great kids like Renee who came through the program. You knew he had that itch, um, and you really don't know if fighting is not for everybody. So they can look great. They can work hard. They can hit the mitts and do all the drills and look really good but once you get in the ring it's a lot of people turn the other way after they do it the first time um they decide it's not the right sport for them so you just never know but renee's one of those who had the heart for it and um we went through all over the midwest just him and i mostly we'd pack up and go to toledo ohio or we'd go to michigan indianapolis um Wherever there's a fight show, we we went. So we traveled quite a bit, and he had a great career. He, um, gosh, we went to most. I mean, every fight was a an away game for us, and having to go in someone's backyard and 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 beat, you know, their top fighters um, was pretty cool because he had a small time coach and a small town kid um, able to travel and and beat some some good good opponents. And uh, we made it to the Golden Gloves, so um, he did really well there. Um, and then, uh, you know, life happens, and you have to start work. And, uh, you know, boxing's a short short period game. But it was a good journey for you you and him. Oh, absolutely, yeah. He's kind of like, um, you know, he's become a, a great friend, and, um, you know, he was just a kid at the time. So it was a bit cool to see his development as a boxer, but most importantly is – you know a person right you know he took his what he learned in boxing good work ethics dependable hard worker good dad you know um not saying boxing develops all that but it keeps you straight narrow if you're competing um kept me out of trouble um so if i didn't have boxing you know i probably could yeah, have gotten some trouble because it kept you productive and him too as well yeah mm-hmm. yeah and kept me you know off of you know drinking when most people turn 21 that's what they do you know i was able to stay straight for a long time and really just focus on my body and staying in shape um so yeah that's another nice thing about boxing you you watch what you eat um you you watch what intakes you have and and uh, stay away from bad stuff so um i hope that i pass that on to the younger kids too yeah, it's crazy. Even though like boxing is considered as like an individual sport, it's crazy of how much relationships you have made in the past. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. You know, like Renee's a coach now, so he's you know he one day I won't be around, but Renee will, and 
hopefully keeps it going. The neat thing too is I didn't come out with Rivera Boxing. I don't like promote myself or any of that. That was Renee. So he came up the logo and wanted to call the or boxing Rivera Boxing. So there we, there's where it came from. Before that, I was just Warsaw Boxing. Um, but he's just trying to help you out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'll come yeah. back to the give relationship. You know, right? Yeah. So that's really neat that. Um, the rare boxing didn't come from me. It came from one of my former, awesome. former boxers. It makes me proud, yeah. So talk about um, the other, like, um, awesome boxers you coach out the years, you know, before we talk about Moses. Yeah, so, you know, Renee's one of them. I had a, a Grace College student who just called me out of the blue from Michigan, and she really didn't have any athletic ability when she first showed up at my doorstep. And um, I, I didn't have a place to train at the time, so we trained. Oh, we did. We trained. A, we trained in my basement, and then we trained. So did Renee, at the same time. But you got to start somewhere. Yeah, and then we uh, Hills. We worked with Hills Taekwondo. Um, they let us work out there and and teach some classes there. So um, thanks thanks to the Hills for helping me get along. Um, so uh, we trained out of there quite a bit as well. But anyway, she was. She developed into a great fighter. Renee had to spar, you know, take it easy on her. But then it was hard to take it easy on her because she got so good. Um, so I'm sure that was hard for him. And you can't beat up a girl. But on the other hand, you got to defend yourself. But she sparred the boys. And um, it's hard to get girls fight. Um, there's just not very many of them that compete. It's a tough sport. And um, But she was my success story, too. I trained her all through her but she was here in college at Grace, and uh, she left me and found other gyms and was still competitive. Um, she's doing really well. I got to travel to Michigan and coach one of her fights uh, after she left me, so that was cool that she called me back, asked her to, to be in her corner, so I roughed her corner and or coached her corner, and uh, she had a standing ovation fight. It was amazing, so it was cool to be part of that. But that was Tiffany Morrow. She she did a good job. She fought out the Golden Gloves also. Um, got runner-up. That's and awesome. Yeah. So then there's Renee. Um, I've had other kids throughout the years that we took to the Silver Gloves. Corey Hill, he's a known figure. Great athlete. Great taekwondo. Um, I think he even um, went to Olympic trials for taekwondo. So um, just a good athlete but i had a chance to train him when he was 15 we went to the silver gloves he got runner up but he was he was like a man child he can hit really hard for a 15 year old kid um, i saw him knock down a professional fighter with the right hand so yeah i've had the opportunity to work with a lot of great athletes um gosh hope i'm not leaving anyone out but um i, I remember you seeing landon oh yeah landon we, he was my most recent guy um he sh you know landon was just showed up and worked and you didn't know if he had any interest in it or not and sure enough he was a natural he um he's got he's so skilled i know he's got a lot going on now after he graduated high school um he's working and and that but uh that kind of takes away from you know from your time to focus on boxing but he was uh he was a good kid too he um just super skilled natural talent i should say have you had anyone that you have coached over the years that have won the whole thing in nationals and not yet? Not yet. We're hoping, uh, we're waiting for that time. We had, oh, Lily Sperlin was also, uh, I don't know if you got to train with Lily. But yeah, I remember Lily. She, yeah, she was, she was awesome. Um, 
so she went to the Golden Gloves. Um, she uh, won her division at the Golden Gloves unattached, and then she moved up or moved into another age group and, and fought a really tough girl who actually won the Nationals. So that was a great fight there at the Indianapolis Golden Gloves. Those two got a standing ovation, too. They I wouldn't want to be in that ring. Um, they were going at it hard. It's the best of the best. It yeah, like. yeah. So it was really cool. And just, you know, small-time Warsaw athletes and yeah, locals, coaches. Yeah. yeah, so it was pretty cool to see. So before we talk about, about Moses, right, uh, can you please clarify to the audience about the National Silver Gloves and how it's such a big an event for boxers? Yeah, so so the difference, the Silver Gloves is for the 16 and under age group. So to be able to compete in USA Boxing, it's eight years old. Um, so it goes from 8 to 16 is this tournament and it starts at the state level so you win the state level then you qualify for the region and the region level is um for us i think it's a five state region indiana ohio michigan pennsylvania and kentucky so you win that um then you move on to the um nationals so that's where moses fought and there's eight regions at the nationals so you have the champions first you win your state then your region and then uh the national tournament so it was my first national experience so as a coach it was a cool experience for me too i learned a lot and then um and then let's talk about moses so like talk about who who is moses right and how'd you meet him and like how did how do you start getting trained under you yeah so moses great kid he is a wrestler for um wallace he's a middle schooler Eighth grader, right? Yeah, he's in eighth grade. He's 13, just turned 14. But he's just looking for something, to, him and his dad, to stay in shape for wrestling. So they were doing some shopping around, and they heard about our boxing. So they popped in one time and thought it'd be a good fit, started training. And we soon found out the kid's pretty competitive, and uh, he he has what it takes. He's a wrestler already, so he knows how to compete. So that's, that's the you know when you get a kid like that so after two weeks we had him sparring we already signed him up with usa boxing so he's registered um that way we can spar um and then we just showed up to a show that my old coach is putting on a fort wayne boxing event and we just threw his name in there just in case there's somebody with no experience also and and uh same weight and age and sure enough there was and uh he had his first fight with it two weeks of training. But, again, you know, his wrestling helped him. You know, he's already knew, knew how to compete, already in shape. But he had no real boxing skills, just all heart and a basic one, too. But um, it was enough to – we think he won the fight. But um, uh, he actually knocked the person down in the third round. Um, so how that done when you fight, I don't know, but it's boxing. Um, but that was his first – after two weeks, we put him in the ring, and it's like, okay, we got something here. So now we've been training. Uh, we traveled just like we did with Renee. Uh, we went been to Michigan several times, Indianapolis, Toledo, you know, before we went to Columbus for a state. So he had a – unfortunately, he, was, he always had to fight people that were either more experienced, older. We always had a disadvantage, but when we got to state, you know, it's okay, another 13-year-old and um same size or same weight and he just he did really well we weren't planning on going to regionals but um his dad and i thought 
man, you did so well. Let's keep going. And sure enough, um, getting to nationals, um, I knew, you know, he didn't have quite the experience, but I knew he had a heart and a punch uh, to keep his opponent his opponent honest. And sure enough, it did because um, he went up against a really good kid from California. Um, and this at is the nationals, nationals, right? Yeah, at the nationals. Yeah. So we had a hard road until we got to state. And then um, one state and then regionals, um, he actually won that unopposed because uh, uh, opponents didn't show up. So we went right to nationals. And um, But Moses, and that's what I told him after round one. It's like, all right, we belong here. You belong here. So let's go get these next two rounds. So it was competitive. He fought. You know, there's moments in the fight where he's winning it, and there's moments where he wasn't. But just to be able to compete that hard at a national level with eight months' experience is pretty amazing. So, like, how crazy was seeing his progression from last May to now? Yeah, his dad sent me a picture. I'll have to show it to you, but um, uh, you can share um, when his first fight in May we saw eye to eye so 57 he was 57 and then his last fight he was towering over me 59 and crazy. <laughs> oh yeah he was 125 when he started and then he's 145 so he's gone up 2 inches and 20 pounds <laughs> that's so crazy yeah. cuz like i'm seeing it myself this whole time cuz like like i said i've been going to your, your workout since last fe- uh last february and just seeing him progress it's been crazy and just training with him has been awesome it's been such an honor honestly yeah it's been fun watching like all behind the scenes and stuff it's pretty pretty cool yeah everybody's humble and you know what i love is you know thank you and everybody's so it's like a team atmosphere everybody's like really high-fiving is. and cheering moses on and cheering each other on so it makes me feel really good to see that and you know shout out to you man you work hard if people don't you go you go there to work you don't go there to socialize or uh have fun i mean you have fun but you go there to work so i appreciate that yeah i love uh, i love training people like that yeah and then what i've been proud of myself is that i've been you know doing some lifts before your workouts you know to really get some lifting in I see that. That's awesome. Yeah, some people just go through the motions. That's fine. You know, right, that's their right. workout. I'm I'm glad they're there working out. But then there's some people like yourself and Moses. I don't have to push Moses. I don't have to push you. Yeah. You you know what I want and you go at it. Well, that's the best thing about uh about Rivera Voxen is that you know I didn't, I just came into this to try it out and look at me now. I'm still doing it a year yeah. later. Like it's led me to meet some great people like you, Renee. Uh, Moses, yeah. and then you got familiar faces that always goes back to Rivera Vox and like Brody. Like, yeah, I feel oh, like yeah. All, Brody's another one that works super hard. I, I feel like all like the people that go on a daily basis, we all we're all close. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, I love how you guys push each other, but I love how Brody's the first one there. He's getting, uh, he's jumping his rope, shadow boxing, he's hitting the bag. Too. Yeah, he's going to be another good one if he decides to compete. Um, he's just got that hard work ethic. So I love seeing that. Um, even Coach Mark Hale's been coming from yep. Fort Wayne. Um, he even mentioned how hard he loves seeing how hard uh, Brody works. So, yeah, coaches love that. Um, they love not having to push people and and um, just watching people work hard without a coach yelling at them. Yeah, just like they have so much potential. Just, yeah. you know, they got to keep working hard and stay consistent. Yeah. Pretty much like, just like pretty much with anything else, pretty much. Would you attest to that? Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You love seeing 
even people who don't want to compete, like you're you're not competing, but you go in there and work hard. But it makes you me, feel good. And it makes me better at other things too, honestly. Yeah. Like we talked about earlier right. on. Yeah. No, I think it's helped me throughout my career as in the workforce. I mean It's a big stress reliever, yeah, honestly. Absolutely. Yeah. It's why I coach still, because I, I do a little bit of the work. I don't work as hard as you guys, but I'll do the one, two, three minute planks with you guys and some some core work with you guys. Um I'm limited on what I can do because of my artificial hips, but um, I try to do some of it. Keeps me, st- you know, the stress reliever. Yeah, so I was gonna—that was all my outline, Rick. So right. So after with you being like, you know, with you coaching for several years now, right? Yeah. My question was like, you know, what's your what was the X factor? What's your why one to keep coaching? But is I think you pretty much answered by just it's, it keeps you productive and it's such a stress reliever. Yeah, it's a stress reliever, and then I like helping these young kids and men and women do better and get better through boxing, right? You know, so, uh, and I love teaching the sport because there's how many boxing coaches, you know, there's not around here. There's a ton of basketball coaches and football coaches, but, uh, you know, uh, when it comes to boxing, there's, there's few. Um, so I like to show off our sport or show our sport. Um, so, but no, I just like helping and developing, you know, to see Renee now, you know, from when he was a teenager and see him now makes you look back. It's like, yeah, I'm proud of that kid. You know, Jennifer Walker Carford, look at that kid. Uh, you know, we got Lily now in college. So you just love seeing these kids, um, succeed, succeed. Yeah. You know, some of my daughter's teammates, uh, Dale Harvey was a hard worker for me and she never competed, but she never missed a boxing workout and, you know. She now graduated college and living in Texas. Um, so that's why I do it. Um, just seeing um, all these kids become successful adults, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it all, it all goes back. I know we mentioned this already, but it's true. It goes back to making those relationships, long-term relationships. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my coach did it for me, right? Um, I wouldn't be where I'm at if I didn't have a boxing coach. Um, I feel um, I could have went a different direction. I just feel boxing taught me you know the discipline that you carry on through everything you do in life so it's crazy how everything goes full circle and then speaking about like you know through Rivera Box and I got to meet like you no know, Kelly Britton and if it wasn't for you know you you know I wouldn't have Kelly on my podcast it's crazy how um yeah everything works out so like let's talk about like body shop fitness so I remember when I first started the workouts it was at the CrossFit Haymaker right yeah shout out to them for letting us work out there um you know um the hills have always been great um they still are so shout out to CrossFit for for allowing us work out there for the years that they did, and uh, just got an opportunity call from uh, Kelly um, that they're starting to open up a new gym, and they were interested in in boxing. So it was great because it's closer to my work, closer to home. Keep equipment there, so it's 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 uh, more it spacious. Worked out. Yeah, more space and better times. I know CrossFit; they just had so much going on. So, um, yeah, it was a great opportunity and it, I feel like we're helping them out, get going. We, we draw in a lot of, a lot of people. And, uh, I know some of those people have gotten memberships at the, like yourself, yep. you now have a membership there. Um, so we were able to help them out and I just worked out to, there this morning. It feels great. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And Kelly's been great. She, I helped her out, taught some classes at, um, when she was at Gerini, Traverni. So her and Heather got a good thing going. I love the facility. Luke and the kids are great. There's, it's 
if you haven't gone there, you need to, you know, it's, um, you know, local business, you know, support your local business. Um, but it's a great facility. They redid the whole thing, the bathrooms, the changing rooms. Uh, they got a whole fitness room. They got all the weights, you know that. And they're putting in a sauna. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Yeah, so if I ever start working out lifting, that's the place I'm going to use. But uh, one day I always say I, I need to. I, when you get to my age, you need to work on building that muscle. Oh, yeah, that's what Kelly um, mentioned on her podcast when I had her on. She credited a lot of, you know, a lot of people going to the gym because of you. Yeah, yeah, that's that's neat. Makes me uh, feel good that I can help. So I want to help them. I know that couldn't have been cheap, renovating that whole place and buying all that equipment. So I get it. So, you know, good for them. And, and we were there from the start when it was like nothing. Yeah, it was I mean, just a warehouse. So and look where it is right now. It's yeah. crazy how we, like us to so from like the, when it was nothing to where it is now. It's crazy. Right. And they got some topping from what, I'm not a weightlifter, but from what I understand, some, some great equipment for the weightlifters so and multiple yeah. equipment so that way you're not waiting around mm-hmm. right and then they're putting on all they're starting to add classes it's not just boxing kelly puts on some classes um i know they got some dancing classes and glute skull, classes glute, yeah so they're bringing in other instructors and um it's been cool because renee's been with me training helping me at crossfit and um you know we got his seven-year-old nephew we've been working with javi he works so hard he loves boxing but he's not even old enough to compete he'll be eight years old but it's good to start them young yeah he'll be eight years old this month so he's licking his chops to get registered and, and start competing so uh he's our next project so renee's been working with him a lot and uh but javi comes to the classes and he's only seven years old yeah but he works hard doesn't he really he yeah. does for a seven-year-old heck yeah 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 he's focused he, he just loves when renee can't take him he finds either a sister or mom and dad somebody's just always bringing him yeah, yeah. uh-huh so he's there that's he doesn't miss a class yeah i mean I, I know we talked about this about like earlier but it's just awesome just talking about this because like i'm i see it all we really work as a team even though it's an individual sport it's like really team bonding honestly yeah yeah that, i love seeing that i feel I t i'm not gonna lie when i go i'm tired it's like oh, i gotta teach tonight i'm so tired i just want to go home but once you get there and once you get working out and seeing everybody have a good workout it's like you get refreshed again so even you know, it's it's cool that boxing does to you, coaching does that to you. So, Rick, make your pitch on why people should come out to Rivera Boxing at Body Shop Venice. Yeah, most importantly, you know, just uh, just to come out and support your your local um, business business uh, body shop. Um, but also, you know, come to one of my classes. It's uh, it's just a core workout team atmosphere we got some music going and um you learn some basic fundamentals of boxing to boot not just a workout so you, you you're trained like a fighter and when and when are they and so, so the audience can know about this and the time oh absolutely right now it is monday tuesday and thursday at six o'clock so i tell people the sooner they get there um you can get warmed up jump some rope shadow box or you get more one-on-one -on -one with the coach because i try to get there early but a lot of people just show up at six and go but i get it um but uh yeah six o'clock six to seven hour of intense workout i give i lightened up in my old age i 
I give water breaks now. I didn't used to do that. We went hard, no breaks whatsoever. So now I know when people are struggling, it's like, okay, we better give a quick water break. Right. Um, so I quit being so old school. Oh, I forgot to mention, I got Coach Hale helping me every now and then now from Fort Wayne. So that's cool that he's he's coming in. He's excited to see some of the youth. Um, that's why he coaches to um, develop like they do and work hard. Yeah, that's, that's awesome how, like, you know, we're talking about this it's been such a great topic and then just a couple more questions before we wrap up right so um i want to ask like you know what's your take on social media and influencer boxing like the paul brothers like, you know just how like celebrity boxing it is like a, it's like a trend nowadays yeah um i like them they're good for boxing because uh you know most tradition non-traditional fans tune in to watch the paul brothers um and they're actually pretty good. You know, they're not world-class, but, you know, they train with professional coaches and gyms and fighters, so they know what they're doing. Um, and they're still making big bags of it. <laughs> oh, they're making more money than, you know, other world champions. So, <laughs> um, so no, I like I like them. Uh, I don't tune in to many of their fights. I watched the uh, replays of them, but, but I think they, they do did a lot for boxing. I know one of the – must be Jake – you know, he's even given back to the amateur program. So I love seeing that, that, you know, he's given back. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and he's just a YouTube influencer. But um, it's cool to see that he's given back to the boxing community. Yeah, I watched the documentary of him. And then he said himself, like we talked about on this podcast, that boxing has kept him straight, like out of trouble. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah so it's good to cool hear. what uh -huh. boxing can, can do to your life overall. Right. So, um, outside of boxing, Rick, what do you like to do on your free time? Since this whole episode, we've been talking about boxing. Yeah. What do I like to do on my free time? I like to cook and grill and just hang out. Um, so, I like to, uh, yeah, I like to cook a lot. But that's, uh, yeah, I'm a pretty boring person. Boxing work is about all I do. Hanging out with your daughter. Yeah, yeah. I love going to sporting events. We love basketball. Basketball is my first love. Live in Indiana, grow up in Indiana. You got to, right? Yeah. So, um, go to... Quite a bit of basketball game. We're going to IU, Iowa here in a couple of weeks. Looking forward to that. Um, so go to football games. I know you do too. Um, but we love sports, so we're always watching sports or going to sporting events. Hey, nothing better. Huh? Yeah, love it. And um, before, um, still talking about boxing, right? How is crazy, like, how do you like social media nowadays? Because it promotes, you know, you take pictures of us in the workouts. You know, you let other people know, like, about Revival Boxing. And I love the comments saying, hey, like, is this, like, where can I try this out, out and stuff like that? Or people will say, like, man, this is awesome. Yeah, so, no, I don't have very many people. I do have some people reach out to me, I guess. Yeah, I've had a handful through the social media. But I just like promoting the people that, like yourself, that go there and work out hard. And Moses and Brody, you know. Um, you know, there's a couple other high school kids that are thinking about competing. So I just like promoting people working hard and the team team environment that we have so i i uh, hope people don't mind i'm kind of like that you know that dad and that taking pictures all the time but um yeah i love i love our team it's fun yeah and then like try it out if you want to you know it never hurts right yeah just come i think they're um uh just tell them i sent you you get the first one free i believe so um but yeah you'll have to talk to luke there at body shop for all the pricing i think they have a web their Facebook page has all the pricing in that, but yep. um, it's affordable. Um, and um, if you just want to do the boxing, you can just do the boxing. 
and if you can buy a month session or a daily pass, whatever, whatever's best for you, um, or you can buy the whole thing, uh, membership for the whole gym. That includes the boxing or other workouts. Just contact Body Shop Fitness. They're really helpful people yes. over there. Yes, yeah, they are. So, um, Rick, is there anything else you want to say or ask? No, just thanks for being part of Rivera Boxing and uh, working hard, and thanks for having me. No problem. And before we end it, uh, i got to ask the cheesy question of the day. All right. So, since there's probably new listeners to this podcast, uh, cheesy question of the day is that basically um, it's a off-the-wall question to end the podcast. So with that being said, today's cheesy question of the day is that, Rick, do you believe that money buys happiness? Ooh. Um, <laughs> no, but it, it, it helps. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I don't believe that money buys happiness, but it sure helps um, relieve some stress. It buys uh, security. To, to, yeah, to make a living, right? So um, who do you got for the Super Bowl? I got San Francisco. Yeah, so as of this recording, today is the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I got San Francisco because I feel like they need to redeem themselves from four years ago. What do you think, Rick? Well, I became a Taylor Swift's boyfriend's team fan. No, I've always liked. (laughs) I've always liked uh, the Chiefs. (laughs) I've always liked the Chiefs and Mahomes. Um, I like Patrick and how competitive and uh, athletic and good he is. So it's it's cool to see. His success. So I've been a Pat fan. But I'm a Cowboy fan, so I really don't care. Yeah, it's just crazy how we're probably possibly seeing the second-best quarterback right now in NFL history behind Tom Brady. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah. Yeah, so he could get number three already. He's got a while ago. I don't know if anybody beat Brady's seven right. Super Bowls. But he's only only 28, so it's crazy. Yeah. Well, Rick, um, thanks so much for coming on. It means right, a lot. Adrian, I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much, Rick. And then, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, you, please leave a review and rating and share the podcast. I would greatly appreciate that. And you can follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Facebook. See ya.